All right. How's everybody doing this morning? You doing good? Welcome to New Heart Church. Come on, give a huge, huge hand to everybody watching online right now. We are so glad. We have our online family as well. I'm glad that every single one of you is here this morning. Uh, we're in this series of Our Heart for the House. Really, uh, you've been hearing uh, about it and uh, different people talking about it throughout the week. And uh, we're excited about that vision. Hey, let's all pray together and we're going to jump in for the next couple of minutes. Father, we pray. God, we pray that, Lord, we would hear from you. God, this morning we'd hear from heaven. Father, I pray that, that Lord, you would help us. God, where, where you see us moving, God, that's where we want to go, Father. And so we're praying that this morning, God, that we would take those next steps. I'm praying for every single one who is watching online or in the room right now that feels like they've got unwanted weight on their shoulders. God, that they've got things that are running in the background of their mind that feels like it's eating up so much of their joy and peace. Father, I pray that this morning, God, that they would feel the peace that passes all understanding. God, they would feel the joy that comes from you and knowing who you are. Father, I pray that, God, we would see you this morning. God, again, who you truly are. God, we would be able to see that, and that would change who we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen, amen. Um, I, I'm going to get to this uh, scripture in just a little bit. Uh, Luke chapter 12, so you can start turning there. Um, for those of you who are maybe Heart for the House is newer to you, this is maybe the first time that you have jumped in to uh, Heart for the House season for our, our church, New Heart Church. Let me explain a little bit, uh, even though we've heard some already about the vision of this propels us into 2022. Listen, this uh, these things are not small things because what it does is it changes and make sure that our church stays uh, true to the church that God's called us to be. Because, here's, here's the thing, it can get easy to become a church that is more interested in maintaining than moving forward. Okay, and so there, there and, and listen, that can happen in all of our lives. Sometimes we get stuck in a rut, and we're more interested in making sure that we don't lose something than gaining what God wants us to gain in our family, in our future, in our job. Come on, the, the, there's a difference between living uh, with, okay, hopefully I, I don't lose something, or living with vision for the future, and understanding that there is something in the future for your family, there's something in the future for your marriage, there's something in the future for your kids, there is something in the future for your finances, there's something in the future for your peace and your health. God has all of those things in the future, but if you are too, if we're too worried about maintaining what we have, we'll never lift up our heads and say there's something in the future that I need to run after. This, this is where this parable of the talents becomes so uh, clear to all of us. Where, where God, uh, where Jesus tells this parable where he's, he's given five to one guy and he's given two to one and then one to this other person. And the, and, the, and the people who had two and five, they went out and made two more and they went out and made five more. But the one who has just given one, he went and buried it in the ground and he managed it. And he wanted to make sure he didn't lose it. And, and what happened was that he missed what God had asked him to do. God had given him something, now make more of it. God had blessed him with something, let's see the kingdom move forward. And so the, you, you got people uh, that sometimes we will get, uh, we'll get more focused on 
on what we don't want to lose instead of what we could gain. And so, and, and what that does is that makes us start losing vision for the future. And we don't want to live like that with our families. We don't want to live like that with our marriages, our relationships. And for sure, we don't want to live like that as a church. And so we have these initiatives that we're going to be rolling out with Heart for the House. I was on a FaceTime call with a beautiful missionary family, uh, James Skinner and his wife, uh, Stephanie. Uh, they are missionaries in Honduras, and they also have a, um, a, uh, a non-for-profit called Creative Lab, which is helping uh, churches all over uh, the world uh, with um, worship. And so they, um, and they help smaller churches how, how to have uh, really engaging worship. And so they have that, plus they're helping in Honduras and helping this church right now uh, in Honduras. And James is talking to me, and he says, you know, it's so interesting uh, you know, when you plant yourself in um, a church in another part of the world, you start realizing how blessed you were, you know, how blessed you were at a church. And then, and then he came to a church that didn't have uh, so much. And he's like, man, I, and he said, I, I, I know I'm still working out all the details, but Ben, I'd love for you and your church to kind of help our church here in Honduras uh, grow to be all the things that God wants us to be. And so I want to let you know, because of Heart for the House, we're going to be able to reach out and help a church in Honduras be everything that God wants it to be in Honduras. This is lifting the lid of the vision of our life, that our church isn't just here for us. Our church is here for so many other things. I, I was talking to my friends uh, that are um, that we're going to be helping their family as well. They're a, a missionary family that helps a orphanage in Guatemala. And it's an amazing orphanage. And so they're like growing these kids, not just to be self-sufficient, but have vision for their life. These orphan kids are not orphans anymore. They realize that God has adopted them and they have family all around them. And so we're going to be reaching out and helping that orphanage and that family right there in Guatemala as well. Come on. How awesome is that? I mean, hundreds and hundreds of kids. Um, we're also going to uh, be reaching uh, so many different families right here in Broken Arrow with this uh, backpack outreach. We've actually partnered with a school here in the Broken Arrow School District. We, uh, we as a church, we're going to be packing over 50 backpacks full of stuff and giving them to so many families and, and presents and all this good stuff and school supplies. I mean, I'm so excited for uh, that. Just locally, we can be... This is what the church is. Come on. The church doesn't sit here and start pouting, spouting off all the stuff that you should be. Oh, you should be like this. You should. The church is meant to be a light in a dark place and make people see God in the light that he always is. And so I'm so excited that we can break down walls that people might have towards what the church could be or what the church should be. And we're just going to give. And we're just going to make a room where there, there might be some places where we can help. That's where we're going to help. We're also really excited about um, our family room re renovations where our next generation has youth services every Wednesday night. I want to eat. Wow. Okay, come on. Uh, I want to make sure that our next generation has wonderful 
God lifting up worship services every Wednesday night because it is just not about this generation. It's about the next generation. We don't want a church that is good for a couple years. We want a church that is generational. And it takes all of us to see past our own generation and say we want to reach another generation. I love what Sammy and Debbie were talking about. They are in Houston, Texas, but they're excited about renovations for a next generation. Not They're not going to even walk in that room, but they're going to be giving to that room because we all give to vision and we all give to seeing more people come to know Jesus. This is why we're giving. But sometimes, listen, sometimes this can get a little convoluted in our mind. We, we can get a little off kilter because we live in a culture and a world that says, yeah, we love generosity, but, but sure, make sure you're taken care of really well. We, we live in a culture that claps for generosity, but when it comes to us actually investing in generosity, there's something in the back of your mind that says, whoa, 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 whoa. you got to make sure you're okay, too. And then it starts building on from that, and it starts squelching out your heart and my heart from generosity. Like, this has happened to me. I've seen myself fall into this trap. And this is what Jesus was talking about in this uh, story in Luke chapter 12. He, he was talking about this, and he wanted to make sure that everybody knew what he was talking about when he was talking about generosity. He said this. He said, then he told him a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So, so when I say this, I, I want to talk about this idea that sometimes we can build so much, we, we'll try to start building so much security around ourselves that we'll start insulating ourselves from where God wants us to actually reach out. And so we start building these barns and bigger barns. And so this morning I want to talk about this idea that it's going to be a barn burner, okay? I, I want to talk about this idea that, that, that some of us might need to burn some things that maybe we thought we needed to build. And, and as I read this, I, I, I caught myself so many times in my own life where I've wanted to build bigger barns. Where I have forgotten that God has blessed me to be a blessing. There are some times that I have forgotten this. And that I have thought that God has blessed me so I could bless myself. Come on, everybody, right? All right, no, okay, half of you are going to be just telling me the truth. Everybody else is just like, I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, it's, it's easy to fall into this trap. We live, we definitely live, our country is a very blessed country. 
but because it's a very blessed country, we also deal with consumerism, where a lot of us have lived in a life where it's all about what can come to me. And so this this idea is very countercultural and and um, sometimes makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable because it starts hitting us in a place that we don't want God to mess with us. God, I would love, you know, I want to hear about God and how loving and merciful and wonderful he is. And all of those things are true. I don't necessarily love to hear about God saying, hey, are you, make, are you making sure that you're living a generous life? Right? If we can all be honest, those, those are the conversations where like, okay, just, just give me a tweet about that and I can think about it just for a second. I don't want to hear a whole 30 minutes on that. But I've caught myself in this where I've, I've, I've wanted to build bigger barns. I've wanted to build a little more security. I've wanted to build a little bit. And, and the, truth, the truth for our lives is we're all building something. We're all building something. And, and because you know why we're all building something? Because God has made us builders. That's how you were created. You were created to be a builder. And so you're going to be building your, uh, your family. You're going to be building your job. At your job. You're going to be building your business. You're going to be building your bank account. You're going to be building your retirement. You're going to be building a relationship. You're going to be building your marriage. You're going to be building a family. Uh, some of you are in college right now. You're building uh, your, your <laughs> you're just trying to build through that last semester. Lord, help you with your finals. All of those things, you're just trying, and you're just trying to build those things that are. Part. Can I just tell you right now, there is nothing wrong with building the life that God has given you. Uh, we have got this convoluted so that that there is either you build the life that God's given you or you serve God, but they can't be together. I, I just want to let you know that is really wrong thinking because God will bless you in your life and you don't need to feel uh, you don't need to feel bad about the blessings that God has given to you. God doesn't want you to feel sorry or bad or, oh man, I, I got all, no, he doesn't want you to feel that. He wants you to feel responsible. That's different. That's where he wants you to move towards. Instead of starting to think that all of these blessings are just so you can keep blessing yourself. And just keep building that bigger barn. And keep thinking this is, this is what I'm here on, on earth for. Because when you start doing that, you start squelching out the life of generosity that God wants you to live with. And, and, and a lot of times we build bigger barns. Because we're scared. You're scared of not having enough. Some of you, I'm just talking to some of you. Some of you, uh, you, um, you, when you were a kid, you were raised in a family that didn't have a lot. And because you were raised in a family that didn't have a lot, you lived in this scarcity mentality. And now God is starting to bless you more and more than you've ever been blessed before in your life. But you haven't let go of that scarcity mentality. And you always think at some point the bottom's going to drop out and we're not going to have anything. And can I just tell you right now that fear will choke out generosity in your life. And God hasn't asked 
God doesn't want us to live in fear. God hasn't asked us to live in fear or to respond by fear or to respond like, well, just, you know, what are they saying? Let's, let's look at the tea leaves of how the, how, what, what's the economy going to be like and how's this going to be the, uh, can I just tell you God is bigger than our economy and God is bigger than all of the world's uh, uh, looking at what could happen and what should happen and all that kind of stuff. Faith breaks through all of that. Fear will choke out generosity, but faith will help you live a generous life because you understand I put my faith in God God's got my back God's going to help me in my financial realm God's going to push forward my businesses God's going to push forward the different things in my job I can give and be generous because I am not my provider God is my provider and when God is my provider I can live with faith and have generosity after generosity after generosity be the name over my life and so this is, this is how God wants us to live, but there are times where I just like, oh, can I do this or not? Can I do it? And, 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 and so you, when you start thinking this, you start, well, maybe if I just make my barn just a little bit bigger, just a little bit, and then I'll be good. Barns aren't bulletproof. Some of you need to write that down. Barns aren't bulletproof. And some of us think they are. But barns are tricky. See, I grew up on a farm, okay? I, I grew up, some of you city folk, you have no idea about a barn, okay? So I'm going to give you a little education. I grew up on a farm where we had more cows and pigs than people, Okay? which made the smell really interesting around where I grew up. But we have farm land everywhere. I grew up, we had a barn. It was an awesome barn. See, like, we, we, you could go out and play in the barn, and, like, there was multiple levels of hay everywhere. They actually even put a rope. Somebody put a rope in the barn so you could swing and fly. I mean, it was awesome. It was so fun. And I had friends. We would go in there and build, like, hay forts and all this kind of stuff. And it was, uh, I know some of you are like, oh, you had a sad child. It was really fun, okay? It was awesome. Had a blast. It was great. I loved it. You could spend a whole day outside, no TV, no anything. It was great. It was awesome. And so we're doing all that stuff. And um, uh, I remember one time we're trying to build this huge, huge wall. And so I'm, I'm, we're getting all this hay out um, that was stacked over here. And I'm pulling it up and getting way down deep there. And all of a sudden, I pulled up one uh, bale of hay, and it just, the twine just snapped. And this smell just came up. I was like, oh, what is that? And I realized that that hay down there was rotten. And I, and I thought about this because, see, when you start stacking stuff up in your life, it's meant to be given and used, not just stored away. And when you store it after a while, it starts to rot. It might not rot your money, but it will rot your, it will rot your calling. It will rot the reason God has placed you on this 
earth. You think it's about uh, making a better life. And God's saying, no, it's about actually bringing heaven to earth. But that stuff started to rot in your life because you have put so much back into your barn. And it has just started to be where it should have been given and it should have been moved out. I'm, I'm not saying God doesn't, God wants you to save. I'm not talking about that thing, okay? So don't understand, savings accounts are awesome. But when you start living your life where it is totally aimed to your own self, that's where God's saying, uh-oh, no, 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 no. When you start living where the blessing is only supposed to come to you, it starts rotting the, the actual purpose that God has placed you on this planet. And can I tell you, this happens in everything. Where you start thinking about, well, we just got to, you know, we need more family time. Or we need more me time. Or we need more. No, no, no. I, I, I preached this a while ago. Give what you need. You need more time? Give time. You just give what you need. You, you, want, you want people to love you. You go and love other people. You want to feel like you're a part of something? Go be a part of something. And go give yourself to that. And then all of a sudden, all that stuff comes back to you. This is the way of the kingdom. The way, the way of the world says build it up for yourself. Keep it, keep it away from everybody else. Build a bigger barn. Well, that, that wasn't the only barn that we had on, um, on the farm. We had this other, it, it wasn't called a barn, it was called a bin. And this, uh, you didn't know you are going to get a farming lesson this morning. So, yeah, there you go. All right, we're ready to go. Uh, I, <laughs> we had this bin that had, uh, it was filled with corn. My dad just hated that I would talk about um, wanting to jump in that bin and, like, swim. Like, you know, back in the day when I was a little kid, they had uh, that cartoon DuckTales, like Scrooge McDuck, you know what I'm talking about, swimming through his money. I wanted to do that with the corn. I just wanted to, and my dad was like, no! Because what happened, like, a lot of guys would be doing work in the bin, and then they would get sucked down in that thing. And, like, it was really scary. And so my dad, like, you know, put the fear of God in me. Don't ever do that. Don't ever mess with it. So that never happened. But I, I started to think about that and how your resources, your money can start sucking you down into it to where all you think about is that. And all that's around your life is starting, and it's starting to suck the generosity away from you, starting to suck the purpose of God away from you. Um, I, you know, I was just starting to think about, I was like, oh, money is sucky. Um, <laughs> but it just, it does, it, it, it'll pull you into it. Your resources will pull you into it to where all of a sudden it's about this and it's about that, and some of you are thinking, well, that's not my problem. I don't got, like, a dollar to swim around, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> some of you other people might, I, I don't got nothing. And well, it's not really about amount. It's about the heart. And the reason I can say that is because I look at my son who, you know, we're praying for Watson. He's not saved yet. He, he knows Jesus, but he's still working through it. Um, he's, he's definitely fighting his sin nature. Come on, family, parents. You know, with parents with toddlers know that they find their sin nature at about two to three, and then you're like, what happened to you? You were so 
cutie cutie, and now you're like, blah, you know, like, so we're, we're praying for him, and he's going to get it. Um, but he, th- this thing, he loves uh, Sour Patch Gummies, like, this is his thing, like, he loves it, he learns it from his, uh, his mama, and, um, and so he's like, you know, he'll, uh, uh, even before we go up to bed, he'll be like, I'll like, hey, you want some gummies? And he's like, yeah. And I'll, I'll say, you want, uh, I, here, I have two gummies. And he goes, maybe three. And I'll say, oh, three, yeah, of course. Let me, come on, here, three. He goes, maybe four. Like, he's a constant negotiator. You know, like, even after he eats the four, even if I give him four, uh, even after the four, he goes, maybe one more, Dad. Huh? Maybe one more. I mean, he's always trying to want all this kind of stuff. Well, I remember one night I wanted to do this thing where I gave him some, and then I was like, hey, Watson, can I have one? He looked at me like I asked for his beating heart. He squished that gummy so tight. He looked at me and goes, no! This is Watson's gummy. You know what's serious when anybody talks about themselves in the third person? This is Watson's gummy. This is not daddy's gummy. <laughs> you know, he's just like, you're crazy. Now, did Watson buy those gummies? No. Did, who bought them? I bought them. I bought all of them. In fact, I'd go back to the store and buy them out of gummy. I could be swimming in gummy bears in about an hour and a half. That'd be weird, but I could do it. Right? You know, I, I, he, and he has no understanding of this. Do I need that gummy from him? No. I don't need it. What I want is to see him learn how to be generous. Come on, everybody, light bulbs. Go. Okay. God needs your money. Does God need your money? No! He's got it all. He's good. He's good. What he wants is your heart. He wants, he wants your heart. It's not about an amount. It's about your generosity. That's why heart for the house and tithing, these things are such great tools. They help us make sure our heart isn't jacked up. They make sure our heart isn't running towards the wrong things, isn't trying to build a bigger barn and saying, that's all I need. No, that's not all you need. Because when you start understanding God's heart for generosity, you actually start seeing that is good for you, that it changes your heart. Oh, that God blesses you with more because he can trust you and the kingdom of God moves forward and we get to see God do amazing things because we're generous. This is the way of the kingdom. I mean, it blows through so many walls. It breaks through so many chains. It changes so many people's lives. Why do you think that the enemy keeps you from being generous? He knows what it's about to do in your life and in somebody else's life. This is why the fight is so hard. This is why some of you are sitting in your seat right now. You say, I just can't, I just can't, I just, I just can't, I can't, I can't do it. I, I just, God, can he just stop talking? Just stop. I get it. I just want this to be over. You know, like, that, that's why that conversation is happening in your head. 
I'll tell you this. It's not about arm twisting. If you feel like you've been, you're being manipulated or guilt-tripped, God doesn't want any of that. And would rather you sit and not give anything. Just so you know. Because he wants your heart. If Watson threw the gummy at me and said, take it. You have to have it anyway, I guess. I'd be like, what is, what, what's going on with you? We're talking about a gummy. And you're all twisted up. Gummy, gummy, and gummy and money is about the same thing, okay? Hope, so hopefully, in God's eyes. So hopefully, next time you go to Walgreens, you see Sour Patch Kids. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we get our hearts so twisted. Like we're wrapped up in this. Oh Jesus, help me. Help me. This heart for the house. Help. I'm, I'm so excited for Jess and I. Enlarge our heart. We give more than we ever thought possible. Because I, I just want, I want my heart to be not wrapped up in a bigger barn. I can just burn that thing. I'm just done with that. I'm just burn it, burn it. Because that's where I want to live in faith. And that's, there's a scripture that I love so much in 1 Timothy um, chapter 6. And why don't we, let's all stand to our feet as um, we read this. And we're going to worship in just a moment. But um, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 says a devout life does bring wealth, but it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. How wonderful is that? Of being yourself before God. Since, since we entered the world penniless, right? No baby comes with a, with a five in his hand. If it does, that's weird. Whatever you all did, don't, don't. That's, that's, I'm going to stop, stop, stop laughing so much back there. I know. Okay. Oh, since we entered the world penniless, and we'll leave it penniless. Come on, right? So that means, just so you know, all of our wealth, we're all stewards. It's going to somebody else at some point. Right? It's going to somebody else at some point. Uh, Doug works with uh, so many people in investments at a bank and so many people's retirement. It goes to somebody else at some point, Doug, right? Yeah. Some point. Generosity. To a next generation, to people that we might not even know. Oh, I... In my head right now, I'm thinking about in, in, in 30 years, this church still being here. Somebody else pastoring and saying, so thankful that 30 years ago somebody gave and, and people gave so the church could still be here. Because this isn't, 
This isn't just mine. This is generation after. This is God's church, and this is God's thing, and we get to play a part, and so thankful we do. Go back to that scripture again. We, we didn't come into the world. Pen, we came into the world penniless, and we'll leave it penniless. If we have bread on the table, shoes on our feet, that's enough. But if it's only money these leaders are after, then they'll self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely and live to regret it bitterly ever after. Come on, we're not going to live that way. I'm I'm praying for our whole church, we're not going to live that way. We're going to be generous with our time. We're going to be generous with forgiveness. We're going to be generous with our resources. Man, we're going to tithe and be thankful that we get to do that because our heart is reaching towards generosity over and over and over. It's not about building a bigger barn. It's about inviting God's heart into our heart more and more and more so we understand. I just want to give because come on didn't we receive we didn't we receive so freely God's mercy and God's grace you didn't have to pay for Jesus to be on the cross there is nothing you did to earn that forgiveness there's nothing you did to earn that grace there's nothing you did to earn that mercy you got it free and so freely we've received freely we give freely we give So all over this room, come on, let's lift up our hands to heaven. Father, I pray, a generous heart, generous spirit. Any chains that are wrapped around us, God, I'm praying that they break right now. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit speak to us.